Bonjour, y'all. My name is Allison Saclou, and I'm the host of Allie in France. This is the perfect podcast for anyone thinking of moving to France, traveling to France, a lover of French culture, or a Francophile in general, which is my case. I will be having weekly podcasts, but if you want to be in the know about everything French, I urge you, I insist that you head on over to my Instagram page where I post daily recipes, travel tips, and interesting insights about living in and traveling around the French countryside. My Instagram is Sacleu. that's A-L-Y-S-A-C-L-E-U-X, that's at Sacleu on Instagram. I've also included a link in the show notes, so you can just click on that. Hit that subscribe button so you'll get the notifications when I publish our episodes. And if you subscribe, I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Alison. Hello. Good morning, sweetie. How are you? Good. (laughs) I'd love to see your face, but that's okay. (laughs) We're not there yet. We're not big kids. We don't have all the the cool apparatuses that most shows have just yet. <laughs> I like to see the face to whom I'm talking to, but that's okay. I know. <laughs> well, and and I think I think especially during the pandemic, I feel like video calls have become so much more popular because you know you can't go out and see your friends. So exactly, FaceTiming, which doesn't always work. I I prefer to use WhatsApp for video chats because sometimes FaceTime just won't connect. I know, I'm going to WhatsApp you on my computer. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I know how to answer it. You've got to catch me up on all this technology. (laughs) I've got to level up my game. (laughs) Okay, that's all Um, good. Well, um, so for our listeners, um, I just wanted to take a minute and introduce you guys to my one of my best friends, um, Colette. She and I actually met in the Galapagos... How long? Maybe 15 years ago, do you think? Well, you just got married, so how long ago was that? So it was 2007, so I guess it was like 13 years ago. Yep. Yeah, so um, Colette was one of my first friends in the Galapagos Islands, and... um, she and I had our kiddos together. Um, both of our our oldest are both 10 years old and our youngest are both seven years old and they're only three months apart. So <laughs> we are even big and pregnant together. Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, babe, um, let's see. We were going to just talk a little bit about why why Colette's here today. She's actually, she is from France originally, but she grew up in Ecuador. Um, she's what we could call a free-spirited adventure. Uh, she started traveling uh, really early in her childhood, uh, dropping anchor in the Galapagos Islands, where she's actually recognized as a naturalist guide in the Galapagos Islands and a leader in the scuba diving world. So now she's jumped on a mission to travel the world with her two boys and is doing so by leading free souls into creating the nomadic lifestyle 
through her online community. So welcome, babe. I'm so excited to get to support you and your new endeavor. Thank you, Ali. I'm so excited that we get to meet each other on the other side of the world after 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) From Galapagos to France, who else can retrace those steps? (laughs) Um, So, um, babe, so I know this took some planning on your part. Um, You had been planning to come abroad for a while, um, you know, but then you actually... We're going to start your journey in France. So can you tell us a little bit about how how that all started for you? So basically, I started planning about a world trip with my kiddos about three years ago. And then we were ready to go and we had a departure date, which was April 1st, 2020. But obviously, everybody remembers those days. We all just got the pandemic. So all things got changed and we got stuck and we went to the islands and spent the five months locked down in the Galapagos Islands. And then oh, when... so you guys were there for five, five, for five months? Yes, we stayed in uh, the Galapagos Islands for five months. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that was the best. Like, I knew that we needed to be isolated. So if I'm going to be living in isolation, what's better than back to my isolated islands, you know? <laughs> <laughs> At least and on the, a rock in the middle of the Pacific, you can't away get more isolated the, than that. Away from the COVID, you know, it's like mm-hmm. furthest away you could, we could do because we didn't know how or what was going to happen. Obviously, now eight months into this crazy new world that we have, uh, we know now a little more. But basically, we were stuck on the island for five months and the original plan was to hop on a sailboat. From Panama to New Zealand, we found an amazing family that wanted us to sail with them. That's something that I did as a younger uh, single person, but that I wanted to share with my kids. That was a unique experience. But obviously, this, this, this didn't happen because we were locked down two weeks prior to the departure. So then we couldn't do it, and then after five months, when the planes when the when the planes started flying again because we were stuck on an island without any planes coming anymore because the only reason for planes to come to the islands were obviously the tourists. So as soon as the flights started opening back up, I was like, "Oh, oh, what am I going to do now? There's it's for sure that there's going to be a second wave, and what am I going to do?" My second plan was to travel to the U.S. and Canada, so it was all about North America. So I want because I wanted my kids to learn a third language. That was one of the big plans of this world tour that I am doing with my kiddos. Yeah. So what languages do they know right now? So they for speak. The yeah, they speak uh, French because I'm French. You can recognize my French accent. And <laughs> then I also and we also speak Spanish because that's the language in Ecuador. Okay, so they're fluent in both languages and English is a big thing because I work as a guide in the Galapagos and so my work is all in English. And I wanted my kids to pick up on a third language, which is obviously one of the most important ones. English gets you to uh, go all over the world. So that was actually one of the original ideas of the world tour. It's like instead of staying at school expose them to new things around the world, and then get to learn another language. So if 
only they had learned that one thing in one year, you know, that would be already an amazing learning. A kid at the age of seven and 10 years old being trilingual, that was already high value for me. So anyways, Galapagos was closed. The U.S. were not an option. Canada was not an option anymore. So I'm like, what are we going to do? What can we do? And then we opened up the map on a sky scanner and like, where can we fly from the Galapagos Islands that is open and that we can, uh, that we can afford? And then Paris popped up for $400. I'm like, kids, you want to go back to France? And kids were like, yes, let's go. We want to eat all the beautiful meats and cheese that we have in France. We love it. Yes, let's do it, mom. I'm like, okay, let's do it then. And then obviously, because I have my French passport, I figured that in a pandemic time, well, going to Europe would be a much better option for later on if we are able to travel. Now, when we are able to travel, because the situation today is that we are in the so-called full lockdown in France. So we are not able to travel at all. We are stuck in the place. I mean, but I wouldn't say stuck because it's all about mindset. So we are mm -hmm. in a beautiful home. And um, the only thing that has changed is that I have taken my kids into school. It's been now two weeks that they're in school in France. But I put it as a world adventure. It's like kiddos. You wanted to come to France. We, are, we have been here already for three months. Now time to level up the game. It's like, why don't you go to the local school and experience what it is a French school? Because that's all part of world schooling is discovering the different types of education that you have around the world. And they were like, yes, mom, let's do that. And now they're super happy to be going to school. And it's been two weeks only yeah, that they're going I, there. I, I also like the way that you did it, too, because first they went to they went to a camp for like a weekend. Right. And then they, right. they saw that they just wanted to be with with more children and that they had such an adventure And that really opened their eyes to the possibility of, hey, let's try out school in France since you had so much fun, you know, on your on your camping experience. Exactly. So I would say that it's all about the mindset and how you present things to them, to all of us, because obviously, if I feel that I am stuck in a lockdown and I cannot go anywhere, then obviously I'm going to get depressed and then I'm not going to be enjoying it. But if my mind is like, oh. I am in the best place ever to be in a lockdown situation. I take my kids by bike every morning to school. I go through the forest. I eat the amazing cheese and I am just living the best I can do right now during a lockdown. So it's like you always have to keep up the positive vibes, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mindset is super, is super important in, in times like these, instead of making a list of all the things you can't do, you start making a mental list of all the things you're able to do like right now. Um, but it, for most of our listeners, they're probably wondering how does a Frenchie end up all the way in Ecuador in the Galapagos islands? So how did that happen? Well, a that's a story from long, long time ago. As <laughs> <laughs> my parents moved to Ecuador. I was a baby. I was a baby when we moved to Ecuador, so I grew up, I would say, uh, in an expat family, a French expat family in Ecuador. And then the Galapagos Islands were always a dream of mine that I would go first with a school, uh, school exchange or a school 
uh, holidays or what you would say, you know, school oh, programs, yes. school, school programs, trip. yeah, yeah, school programs. And then uh, I do not remember that, but my father says that ever since the first trip, I said, "Dad, when I grow up, I'll be a Galapagos guide." So he's very proud to say that his daughter did what oh, she said. Oh, that's yes. so cute. <laughs> And so by the age of 15, I already was staying in the Galapagos Islands with a friend of the family that owned the restaurant. And then I kept staying longer and longer. And, you know, it's the classic teenage summer jobs. I was waiting in the restaurant and helping out in the restaurant. And then one day I called my dad. It's like, Dad, I don't want to go back. It's like, okay. And then I got to stay in the Galapagos. So I moved to the Galapagos when I was 15 years old. And then I started working straight away. I stopped school and I started diving and translating for French groups because there were not many guides that would speak French there. So I will hop on the boats and will go and translate the guides. And that's how I got into the tourism. And now I am a recognized dive guide and naturalist guide in the Galapagos Islands because it's been over 20 years that I have been doing that work. Yeah, and not many guides can say that they've been doing it for 20 years. There's a lot of new ones on board nowadays. Yes. <laughs> so I, my intentions is that I still travel around the world, but I will be taking and leading tours to the Galapagos Islands every once in a while. So even though I don't call it my home at the moment because I've, I lifted and I sold all our belongings, but I will always be going back, you know, uh, for the kilos and for me and for my sake and everything. It's like Galapagos will always be my home. Yeah, and I feel that way about it too for my kiddos because since they were born and raised in the Galapagos and Ecuador, I feel like it's important to visit because especially when they're so young, they just don't hold on to all of those memories about, you know, being raised there and having those experiences. I mean, I remember, I think my daughter was about two and a half years old. Um, and we were living in the Highlands on Santa Cruz Island in the Galapagos. And she looked out on the porch and she's like, mommy, there's an, there's a creature on our, on our front steps. And so I walked out there oh my God, and, yes. and, and, and it, it was a, it was a cat. And I was like, oh, hun, you know, like, you know, this is a cat. People have them um, as pets. And she's like, I've never seen one before, which in retrospect was just hilarious because she grew up with the Galapagos tortoises, you know, going up and visiting them and their, you know, massive shells. They're like, you know, like 50, 100, 200 years old. She's used to seeing Galapagos tortoises. She's used to seeing the sea lions that would jump in her dad's um, at, at her dad's um, hotel. hotel pool. Yeah, so she's used to sea lions. She was used to seeing tortoises, but a cat was just and the iguanas that are just on the walkway, oh, yeah, like yeah. you walk. So that brings me to a little uh, fun fact uh, that is going on at the moment, Ali. Is that right now? Uh, we are in France, and mm -hmm. my youngest kid is like, wherever he's, whenever he sees someone walking their dog, he's like, oh, can I take a picture with your dog? He's so cute, you know? <laughs> and it's like, 
what? What's going on? I mean, it's just a boring dog, you know. But for my kiddos, it's exactly the same. The normal was iguanas, sea lions, and tortoises, you know, <laughs> on the walk side, on the, on the streets. So it's like these are exotic pets for them. Oh, you know? exactly. Dogs and cats are exotic for them. So it's really funny because, like, obviously back home, they couldn't care less about the iguanas and the sea lions, but all the tourists are taking pictures with those animals on the walkway. And mm-hmm. then we are here doing the total opposite. It's like we are the tourists here taking pictures of all the random dogs that we find in the streets. That's funny. You guys will have to do a collage about that. Like, yes. all, all those pictures one day that's so cute yeah because if i ask my kiddos to stand by a tortoise or a sea lion to take a picture it's like oh mom that's so boring it's like we have like a thousand of those take that dog picture exactly speaking of which i have a really cute one of you and your kids i don't know if i've sent it to you yet back at the hotel and a sea lion (laughs) the sea lions when they were just leaning on the sun chairs and the babies were just like Tagging along, couldn't care less. It was so normal. That is growing up in the Galapagos. Yeah, that is quite amazing. We forget about this, no? That our kiddos got this amazing experience and being uh, able to walk bare feet and being safe and just riding around the whole town on their bikes and being completely safe and everybody knows each other. So those are the pros of the place, you know? Sometimes we get stuck on the negative we are isolated. It's a tiny island, but the tiny mm-hmm. island has its benefits as well. Of course, of course. Yeah. And during, you know, during your quarantine, you guys knew that you were safe because no one was coming in or out. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you guys were living in the, well, you guys were living in Ecuador and you were traveling back and forth for work. I know because you were still guiding a little bit in the Galapagos while your kids lived in mainland Ecuador. So um, when did you decide that the, that the travel lifestyle would be the best for, for you guys? How did that conversation come up? Okay, so basically uh, something that you know, Ali, but the other ones that are listening to us don't know is that in my marriage, I broke up my uh, when my, uh, three years old and my youngest was seven months old. I went through a very rough divorce and then I started over and had to kind of start completely over with one suitcase and two kilos in a new city, which was Quito, Ecuador, the capital of Ecuador. And it was really, really rough times because obviously my kids were so small and, uh, and I was not expecting this at all as we were planning to move overseas to New Zealand with my husband. But it didn't happen. Anyway, so then... It took me at least like three years, two years, three years to get back on my feet and to get a life going. And I was just on survival mode with my kiddos trying to make ends meet and just, you know, you don't have time to think about things. You just like have to feed the kids one more day and keep going. So after a while, when my, it, maybe two years later, uh, I was very depressed about the Christmas season coming up. And then I decided, well, the only place where I can really feel at home and where I have family is Galapagos. So I'm going to take my kiddos to Galapagos for the Christmas season. And then when that happened, I got back on track with my work. It's like they told me, like, Colette, can you just come back and just keep guiding? 
be very professional and things. So we, we want you to come back onto the team and on the boat and go scuba diving with us and be, uh, take, uh, take boats. Basically, I wanted to do it, but it was complicated because I was living in Quito, Ecuador, and my work means being away from the house for at least a week. It's usually eight days cruises. Sometimes I will do them back to back. So that would be two weeks cruises. And then that would be time that I am away from my children. So I figured a way to do it. And I had a nanny that was staying in my house in Quito, taking care of my children while I was doing, uh, while I was back in the Galapagos uh, guiding. This also kind of brought me back to life because it was all these years that I was nothing else than just a mom, you know, and then it brought my identity back. And then I remembered, it's like, I love traveling. And my kids are not happy because I am traveling without them. I am going to the Galapagos Islands every month now. For Usually I would go for one week a month. But then my kids felt abandoned because not only their father wasn't in the picture anymore, but now their mom was leaving every month and was going away for a whole week. And just... They were not really happy with that. So it wasn't working anymore. So it's like, well, what can we do that can work for all of us? What about we just go and travel the world together? And I wanted to do this before they will be growing up and going into their teenager years. Because I know that as a teenager, you know, by probably the age of uh, 12, something like that, kids start like uh, looking out for like their friends and you know like the two yeah they start forming their separate their tribes and their community yeah yeah exactly so for me it was Uh important that it would be not too late we got a deadline i said okay in two years or in three years max i will do this with my kiddos so i can prepare for this then my youngest will be a bit older because he was three by by that time okay and so i'm like okay when he's six That would be a good age to go. And then my other kiddo will be nine. It will be a very good age to go. And then I was... Mm -hmm. They can carry their own They can carry their own (laughs) So we got into that mindset. And we started planning that at least a year and a half in advance. And it was just something that was a project for the three of us. It's not like I have decided we go this way, we do this this way. It's like we opened up the map. It's like what are the things or the places that you would like to do? And we listen to everybody's interests, you know? And that's how we came out with the project of doing this round-the-world trip. That's, yeah, that's a little bit the thing. Now, in the details, there were things like, my youngest was like, I don't want to travel because I'm going to be missing my friends. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to make up some, so many new friends. And who would have guessed then six years later, we meet with you, for example, Ali, back in France, you know. And now we have connections all over the world because we hosted so many travelers during that time that we have friends all over the world that we are going to keep seeing. So actually, my kiddos have way more friends now than they used to. And they connect on a deeper level thanks to the technology that we got today. I mean, with the video calls and everything, they are just... a uh, uh, click away from their friends. So they have accepted yeah, it rem- really well. I, I remember you mentioning that, that in preparation to travel the world, you are also hosting other families in your house in Quito. And I think you even 
um, met up with some people when you're in the Galapagos on court, uh, during the quarantine there that you just, you know, you start fostering and start developing a network of people throughout the world by inviting them to your house. And then eventually, you know, when you're ready to travel yourself, I mean, you know, you have a million places to go and it's not like you're staying in hotels, you're staying with friends and families that can show you the ins and outs of the city that you're that you're arriving to which makes it so much more fun than just arriving at a hotel checking in and then trying to get a feel for the place totally different lifestyle totally different uh, way of traveling and it's all about the connections for me the travel is not so much about the places you visit because that you can do anytime but it's about the connections that the people that you will meet along the way for me that's what will make my adventure or these these experience unique you know it's not so much about a checklist a bucket list of things to visit it's more mm-hmm. about like, and, yeah and that rings so true for me also because people are like do you miss the Galapagos Islands? And I was like, the Galapagos, the islands themselves, not so much, but all of my friends and family there, that's, those are the, the key pieces that I take away from, from, you know, living in a place or being in a place. Um, so let's see. Um, and I know right now you're developing a, a program to help families be able to travel the world uh, with, with their kiddos too what does that look like for you so basically since i've been planning this and living this way for so many years that i want to share my knowledge and uh, there was a lot of research done into which ways for example all the networking all the amazing ways because one of the major things that worries people is like how can you afford to travel like that it's like so much cheaper than my normal yeah, sedentary life. We've done the math before. It was crazy. It it's is crazy so, the difference exactly. in traveling. Exactly. So I am doing slow travel, okay? And I am doing like, for example, right now I'm house sitting. So I am not paying rent. It's been eight months that I haven't paid rent. Once you take the rent off of your, that's like one of the major expenses. But it's not just the rent. If you're sending the entire, you're leaving, you have a car, you have an insurance, you have things to put into your house, you have material things that get broken. Yeah, the fridge is, uh, you need to fix the fridge, you need to buy a bed, you know, all these things, they add up so much money. But since my life now fits in one suitcase, then it's like I've been saving so much money, more money. And so basically, I, uh, I have created an online membership site that um, you will be able to learn how to travel the world in a slow way and by doing all these tips and hacks on how to afford it. So you don't have to be rich and millionaire. To be honest, my budget is euros right now. And that is with all the play money. I get to spend an amazing week holiday in Brittany with you, Ali, and I can afford it. I have no problem because <laughs> all the other expenses are covered. And so I have created this amazing online uh, membership site that uh, will be launching uh, in, in a few weeks from now, in five weeks for my birthday. 
and uh, then uh, this will all be available to all of you. Yes, and if anybody wants to hop on this lifestyle, I can totally teach you that you don't have to be rich to do this. You can spend the money on wine and cheese. No. <laughs> <laughs> Life goals, exactly. Yeah, I I know. I I was really amazed when you were going through um, just the litany of things that we pay for daily and to maintain a sedentary lifestyle, like you're saying, the rent, the car insurance, the car payment. Um, for me in Orlando, I was paying for a private school. Um, and just there's such a laundry list of things that you pay for that once you're traveling, I mean, those expenses just cease to exist. So you're not even um, having to having to budget for those anymore, which is amazing. And and which a lot of people don't take into account. I didn't even take it into account until you started explaining it to me. So I thought that was, that was just, that was crazy um, about how much you can save by traveling. Well, um, I love that you're starting a website and, or a membership site and helping other people do the same. And I'm definitely going to, to leave the link to that. Um, in the show notes here. So whoever wants to connect with Colette can definitely um, just click on this podcast and then you um, expand the notes and then you can just click on her on the links below and find her. But um, Colette, so before um, we start wrapping things up, I still have a yes. few questions. What, um, what would be your key piece of advice for people uh, looking to travel full time with their families. So the first one is like doesn't matter if you're like you know it's like everybody's mindset right now. That, well, depends when you're listening to this, but we are in lockdown, so everybody's like, oh, we cannot mm -hmm. travel. This is so uh, depressing. We are stuck home. So first, work on the mindset. But second is like work on the network. You don't need to be traveling now to start already networking, and this is going to be a key piece. Because you can join so many platforms like Couchsurfing, Workaway, and those platforms will link you to travelers. So then you could be hosting travelers in your house. Like, for example, I was uh, thinking about it last night. It's like, oh, I wish I was in France uh, so my kids could learn French. It's like, well, if you cannot do it right now, why not host a French Workaway person in your house so you are already speaking French and then by the time that you go to France, you will be so far ahead because you will already have connected with uh, this kind of people and then opens up a whole world. So networking for me is the most important. You have amazing Facebook groups with all the world schooling and single moms traveling or uh, boat schooling or um, sailing or across the world. So you just type in whatever rocks your boat, okay? So if you're a family that is traveling, then you're going to be families around the world, you know? And then you will start connecting with all these people and you will create connections. Even though, even if you cannot host anyone in your house and meet physically, then you can totally start networking and getting to know all these amazing people that are online. And then you will start creating an amazing network. And now today, it's like wherever I go, in the world, there's always at least one person that I know in that country that I can reach out to. So that's a fantastic way to start. 
Yeah, babe, that's really key. And I never even thought of that myself before, um, before talking to you about it. It's just like start laying the, you can totally start laying the groundwork today for a travel lifestyle, no matter what the status of your country is. You can always, you know, reach out to people, reach out to you and, and start making plans so that, you know, whenever the pandemic lifts or whenever everyone's vaccinated, whatever will happen <laughs> in our future, um, you're ready to, to take on that, that travel lifestyle um, when this is all said and done. Now, um, now that we've uh, chatted a little bit, I forgot to ask where where are you guys headed next? Oops. I mean, do you think are you guys making plans? No for plan when the lockdown plan. is over. This is what I have learned no. from life, <laughs> and I totally recommend this because you know, lots of times when we want to travel, we 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 think that we need to have everything organized. Like you know, I'm going to fly mm-hmm. to this place. I'm going to be staying two weeks here, and then I will fly to this other place, and I will stay here, and I will do this, and I will do that, and I will do that. But then you fly to that place, and the day before your departure, you have an amazing invitation. You meet someone that says, "Why don't you come and stay with us and hang out with our kiddos?" For example, it's like, "Oh no, I have the plane." leaving tomorrow I cannot do this you know so the key here is to be open the less planning you have the more chances you have for opportunities that show up you know so and especially with this lockdown and things like you cannot plan anymore so just have it ready because the less things you have that hold you then it will be easier to jump on these amazing opportunities because once you start traveling, you'll get opportunities all over. Or maybe you fit, you meet up with uh, some other fellow travelers that are going south and you were going north. And you say, oh, well, I wish I could go with you and we could go together, you know, and do this together. But it's like if you got your plane ticket, you can't. So that is the thing. No plan. Because then you have the whole world open and then you take on any opportunity that shows up on the day you feel like, okay, I feel like changing. What about opening the map here? So there is another really good tip that maybe you don't know about, Ali. Skyscanner has an amazing uh, thing that you just like type in where you are in the world and then you just put the map option and it opens up the whole world map for you. And it gives you the prices in the world. So then you can decide according to how much you want to pay. So maybe you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to go to Thailand. But no, actually Thailand is going to be super expensive. But maybe then you have a super cheap ticket to Japan. So you go to Japan. So no plan is a good plan because you go with the flow and you jump on these opportunities, which make it a hundred times cheaper than if you had everything planned. Oh, that's such a good idea, babe. I mean, it's so much easier to go to go with the flow. Like you're saying, I remember this reminds me of um, one of my other best friend's stories. She was um, trying to catch a boat from um, from some islands outside of Colombia back to Colombia. She was like trying to get on this boat and she wanted to go back to Colombia and she kept trying she ended up having to because her ATM card didn't work in the town where the boat 
um, office was. So she'd have to ride her bike to another town, like 30 minutes, go get out a couple of hundred bucks and then keep going back every day until she had enough money to buy the ticket to get on the boat that was going back to Columbia. And so she, this took her basically a week to buy the ticket because she was going back and forth between these two towns and trying to make this boat thing happen. This, um, this ferry she was trying to catch back to the mainland. She gets on the ferry at like six o'clock in the evening. By 11 o'clock, the ferry has run aground. And thankfully, some of the um, native people from the island, they rode out in their canoes or paddled out in their canoes and rescued all the passengers on the boat with her, her luggage, her um, stateroom had gotten filled with water. The boat was sinking very quickly. And she's like, I learned from that experience. You don't need to push for when you're, when you're traveling, you need to listen to the universe. If the universe is saying, don't get on that boat and making it very difficult for you to get on that boat then you should probably figure out another path. And what you're saying is the same thing. It's just go with the flow. Don't push it. Don't try to make too many plans. It will all happen when it's supposed to. Exactly. And uh, and that's a lesson that was hard learned because like I was trying desperately to move to New Zealand with my husband and we everything was nothing was working. It was going against the current. Mm. It was like everything was there was always something, always something. And then you cannot push your luck. I mean, this is, this is, this wasn't meant to be like that. No. And now I've learned to just go with the flow and let yourself carry it. So it's like, now I know that life will just take me wherever I'm supposed to go. So it's, and then it's all about the mindset because you change that. And then you see the, the way that you travel in a different way, because it's like, okay, well, if I got here, it's because there was there is something good for me here, and I'm going to be meeting up with all these new amazing people, or I'm going to be experiencing this or that. Instead of thinking like, why couldn't I fly to the U.S.? You know, I like, oh, I wanted to be in the U.S. No, it's like, I am here in France. I will make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And then the kids and I can come and visit, and your exactly. kids can English. Oh, <laughs> and that's another way. It's like right now, I'm I'm hosting a workaway person that is an English teacher, so I get a private English teacher under my roof, the roof that I am not paying for because I'm house sitting, and then I get this person in exchange of food and accommodation to stay with me and to give private English classes to my kiddos. I mean, that's the way you do it. Girl, oh my gosh, you have it worked out so well. <laughs> you always surprise me. Yes. I'm like, how does she figure all this stuff out? That's amazing, yeah. babe. Thanks. <laughs> the way. So that's all about what I want to show you and teach you how to do it a different way because you don't need the money, you know? It's like my kids are learning French and they're doing the French thing at school for free because it's a public school but then I wanted them to learn English and then a problem une solution okay I am not in a French speaking uh, in an English speaking country well why don't I host a f- English speaker you know and then we get to speak in English at home so they're still exposed to the three languages as I planned perfect babe perfect <laughs> 
Um, so I wanted to thank you for joining us today, sweetie. And um, where can our listeners find you and connect with you? So basically right now I am only on Facebook as Colette Moine. Uh, Ellie will write it down. And uh, the group you can join if you want and if you're interested in learning about all my travel tips and hacks that I talked about, then you can join my group, which is called The Voyaging Mom, How to Travel the World Full Time. So um, Ali will link all these into the comments. And then if you're interested in joining the membership site, this will be launching by the end, by the mid-December. So you can, in the meantime, join the Voyaging Mom group and then you will be added to the wait list. So you can be one of the first ones to Yay, join. Perfect, babe. I love that you're organizing this and teaching other women how to do it. I mean, I've always been amazed at how you can put things together you're like well you know I don't pay rent and I don't have to pay for school and now I have this you know English teacher staying with me for free like it's it's just I'm always baffled I'm just like how does she always figure this stuff out <laughs> I think I, I think I need private private coaching lessons we'll have to talk about that later <laughs> Okay, sweetie. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And guys, I will link um, Colette's uh, Facebook profile as well as her group in the show notes. Um, So that's easy for you guys to find. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, sweetie. Thank you so much, Ali. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And I look forward to connecting with all of you that have been listening and interested in this life because that's the thing. We need to create community. So we support each other. So if you want to connect, you're welcome to come and hang out in my house, (laughs) (laughs) wherever wherever in the world I may be. (laughs) I'll definitely be there. (laughs) Okay. I know you will. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.